0: hello there you're listening to the watson's daily podcast with me peter watson on thursday the 22nd of september today i am joined by daphne luper who is a watson's daily ambassador hi there daphne how are you doing today
1: hi peter i'm good thank you how are you
0: uh, very good. Thank you. Very good. Um, so uh, which story uh, stood out for you the most in today's Watsons Daily?
1: So the story that stood out for me today was the story about BYD, which is a Chinese EV company um, that is to be sold in the UK through Pendragon. Pen- Pendragon, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so I found this interesting because First of all, I thought it was, it might be a sign that China is potentially ready to branch out again and assert Mm. additional dominance in the export market. Um, This is after having suffered um, supply issues and generally having quite a protectionist attitude throughout COVID. Um, So it might be a sign that it's recovering from that. Um, I also Mm. found that it was, it could be positive for the Western world um, if, again, if it pans out okay. um, Because um, the, Particular, the particularity of BYD is that um, it's trying to market itself as a more affordable option of EVs, which is Mm. has kind of been lacking in the Western market. Um, Mm. So, if if BYD is successful in the UK, um, it could bring another competitor to the market, um, Mm -hmm. and it might act as a sign that um, the Western market is ready for a more mainstream. Um, use of EVs, especially um, within you know the average person, uh, as mm-hmm. it is more affordable. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I think that it's unlikely to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. This is first of all because we're nearing our recession. Um, although you know, luxury cars um, have had some sort of development recently, especially considering um Porsche's potential IPO soon um uh-huh. Uh-huh. but um people are just not ready to buy big ticket items um uh-huh. like BYD might market itself as affordable but the general public still cannot afford electric vehicles um they're yeah. more the average I mean, person it, it, oh,
0: it's I mean it is' it's, it's still expensive isn't it I mean whichever exactly. way you look at it even, even if it's, uh, yeah, we're selling cheap cars. Okay, how much are they? Oh, well, it's X thousands of pounds. I mean, it's still exactly. expensive. I mean, and actually, the other thing that I remember saying the other day in um, in Watson's Daily is that um, another problem with, with uh, uh, electric vehicles is there's not so much history in terms of the finance. So, mm. you know where you, like, if you go and, say, try and buy a car new from a dealership, you know, you'll yeah. then get it on a on a deal. You So you pay money up. I mean, you will get different things. Most people put, a I don't know, grand, couple of grand, whatever, up front. And then they agree like monthly payments. The thing mm. with um, financing with electric vehicles is different and actually more expensive. And the yeah. reason is, is because the banks aren't used to it um they don't they are less used to what the um the second hand market is values are like and all that sort of mm-hmm. thing as well so um so yeah so i mean there it is problematic i think you know because it is i think even though they may say that they're cheap i mean unless they're like i don't know two grand for a car yeah then which is unlikely unlikely. and actually let's face it if they were charging two thousand for a new car you would be thinking what
1: something must must be wrong
0: yeah is it made of paper you know but anyway sorry carry on that's okay
1: um so yeah people the average person is realistically in this climate going to um cater towards used cars for example not an ev because even if it's relatively affordable it's not generally affordable um and also there is still an infrastructure issue in the uk networks are just not um built up enough and um the average person again is not likely to have you know the space in their home or the parking um the the off-street parking that would allow for them to have a charger Um, so another thing that will probably uh, make this expansion unsuccessful is the fact that ca- brand recognition is super important for cars. Um, yeah. so, I mean, I feel like the, again, the average consumer, when they are making such a big pur- purchase, um, mm. that they might have to get financing for as well. Um, they're likely to go with what's familiar, what they know will last them a long time and mm. what they know they're getting their money's worth for. Mm. Um, so as was mentioned in the daily, even Skoda, which is now has now been quite consolidated, I want to say, um, mm. took it took it years for it to um, be an acceptable option in the UK market. Mm. Um, another factor adding to that um, lack of brand recognition is the fact that it's a Chinese company, um, mm. because I feel like um, the general climate. Um, the general attitude of the Western world towards China, especially now, is kind of um, cautious. Not very. Yes, exactly.
0: Cautious, cautious is the word. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, so that's definitely not um, helping BYD out. Mm. So I, th- I think the bigger picture of this is that um, if BYD is unsuccessful, um, it might create a bad reputation for affordable EVs um, in the EU market um, mm. because if um, other producers especially from outside of you know Europe and um, America um, see this unsuccessful attempt uh, it might disincentivize them from entering the market mm. um, which um, obviously will not help the EV especially the affordable EV market develop. Mm. Um, and especially, and, um, another aspect of this could be that it might disincentivize regulators from, um, and, um, authorities from investing in, um, EV networks, which will only in the long-term, um, will only make the transition to, um, electric vehicles much slower.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this, you know, the, I suppose the basic thing here is that, the, you know, as, we, as we're as we saying, is that um, no matter how cheap these cars are, they're still a few grand and it's a few yeah. grand. And if they're targeting the lower end of the market, these people are the ones who are the least able to afford it, exactly. you know. So, and I would also argue they're the people that are most likely to live in places that do not have off-street parking, mm-hmm. which means they are completely reliant on public charging, um, and, uh, and of course that is severely underdeveloped at the moment. So, yeah. um, even more reason, I you mean, know, I, I would say that, you know, most normal people will want to, um, you know, if they've got existing cars, they're feeling, uh, so, you know, they've got something that works now, um, and they're feeling, you know, the, the, the bills, the higher, the higher cost of food, um, the higher you know um you know, higher prices geo you know, higher utility bills and all that
1: mm-hmm.
0: um buying a new car is or, or a car even a used car um you know is is very low down on the priority list and i think the temptation now is to just whatever your existing car is is to drive it as long as possible exactly. and then when you have to buy electric then buy electric eight years down the line you know so um if you can afford to before that then then lovely you know you you can be an early adopter as it were but um yeah i mean it's 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 amazing mind you having said that you know people i know who do have electric vehicles say that they they would never go back uh the ma- majority of them yeah um but you know i i uh yes yeah, so i i think that uh it's it's you know interesting it's another uh car manufacturer in the mix but given how long it took for companies like skoda um to stop being the butt of jokes and things. Um it's gonna take a while, I think, no matter how cheap they are, unless Definitely. they give these things away. I mean the the yes. um you know the thing is is that um Pendragon, who are gonna be the, the dealers that sell, um I suspect, oh, I don't know because I don't know what, what the terms are, but I suspect they're gonna get a massively good deal because they're mm-hmm. probably have gone into BYD saying, look, we can sell your cars, but mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is there is going to be resistance. You know, people are going to prefer. So in order yeah. to sell your cars, we want to take a higher percentage of the selling price. Um, so presumably then they will then go back to the dealerships and then say to the individual dealerships, look, people, you've got to sell these cars mm-hmm. because if you sell, you know, you could sell one of these and, you know, you make, say, 10 percent of the sticker price um or you could sell a vw and get 2% the sticker price by the way your bonuses are tied directly to how many um cars you you know byd cars you sell oh yeah then suddenly the game changes but the problem is the game changes but you you will still have i would argue a relatively resistant um customer base and as you touched on earlier with regard to china you know, will people buy a car that's made in China? Mm-hmm. Um, I I would point to the fact that, for instance, in China, there is, um, you know, there has been a ban on uh, buying Teslas if you work at a state, um, you know, state-controlled company or uh, in security or something, because they have alleged that Tesla listens in and it's bad for, sec- you know, national security. Mm-hmm. Now, what, well, you know,
1: What conclusion does that bring us to? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, considering their privacy, so in the UK, could the same thing happen? If you've got a BYD, maybe someone could find that in fact the fact that you put, you know, you plug your phone into the into the car, or you Mm. you use Apple Play or or Android Auto or whatever, um, that it's actually taking data from your phone and or listening to you, you know, if anyone ever finds that or there are allegations of that, then you're not going to be able to drive your byd and not only that you're not going to be able to sell it either yeah. so why would you even bother in the first place you might as well go for something you know that you trust and that has been around for decades that you mm-hmm. that you know so so i think anyway we'll see um but i i i personally would go further and say so i think it'll be a massive failure yeah <laughs> just to be a bit more dramatic you know <laughs> um uh, anyway uh so yeah so um i better go towards and on, on to the, the next topic um mm-hmm. So I I do talk about this quite a lot. So this is um, the big four supermarkets, um, which ironically, they're still called the big four. Although uh, last week it turned out that Aldi overtook Morrison's, which is the fourth of the big four. So Mm -hmm. actually, Aldi should be in the big four. But anyway, um, I'm talking about today about there was a very interesting article in the um, Financial Times um, which did, uh, which you know, made a number of interesting points. One of them being, uh, one of them drawing comparison between, um, say, Aldi and Lidl are to the incumbent supermarkets of, um, you know, uh, 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 Sainsbury's, Tesco's, and ASDA. Um, they are to them what um, uh, Ryanair and EasyJet were to British Airways. Now, in the past, with that, I think British Airways tried to bat away. Um, the, or reduce the seri- the seriousness of the competition um, mm-hmm. that, that Ryanair and EasyJet could provide, but to, to their detriment, um, because they were always saying, well, look, you know, look at us. If you book with us, you've got a seat, you know, you don't have to rush onto the plane, yeah. whereas Ryanair, EasyJet, cheaper, but... You know when 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 they um, when the uh, announce- they yeah. well yeah when when the announcements were made uh, were made everyone sort of elbows each other out of the way to to try and get to the seats first. Yeah. You know all these kinds of things. Yes, but over the years. Actually, so whereas before you'd you'd feel a bit dirty, <laughs> uh, you know sort of going on Ryanair, you know so it's of be something you go, oh, well, I'm going Ryanair. Oh, really? Only if you know. it's
1: absolutely necessary. Yes, it,
0: exactly, because you know they'll be saying, oh yeah, you're, you're going to that airport that's miles away from anywhere. Yeah. And all that kind of thing. um But I think the thing is, is that they're still here, they're doing really well, and actually, I think Ryanair is the biggest. I think it is the biggest uh, European airline. I think, Um but anyway all these things so british airways has had to learn to live with them similarly i think that the uh, the incumbent uh, british supermarkets um they i, I think they're going to have to although they i think they should stop um just concentrating on price and ma- yeah. price matching because ultimately that's just going to kill their margin mm. and they're not really adding anything to the to the mix whereas i would say um i would like to think that maybe they could perhaps do things with their with their stores to make people want to go to them and to give mm-hmm. them some kind of identity now i did mention something in today's um, watson's daily which is probably slightly controversial or a bit out there but i i thought that you know i think that um people people shopping habits have changed um over the last few years so i think Um, maybe, I don't know, 10-ish years ago, people were doing a weekly shop. They were going to a shop, you know, with the car, loading it up, boom, done, you know. But then over the last few years, pre-COVID, you're getting a sort of, a big-ish shop, but then maybe two or three top-up shops during the week. Mm. Um, But then COVID hit, and then COVID meant that people then had to go and they went back to doing a weekly shop. Now, yep. I think people seem and to be, orders. exactly yes, and then seem, people seem to be doing that th- sort of thing. Um, but I think now they're you know they're venturing out, they're starting to go to other places. But what I think is is that um, the incumbents are not going to see people just shopping at Sainsbury's or just shopping at Tesco's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be mixed, and so therefore I think. Um, you know they're going to have to look at what differentiates them from aldi and Lidl, and uh, i hate this phrase but lean into their advantages right so um so i think that you've got um like ingredients things like i think that um it would be fair to say that tesco sainsbury's etc do have a much broader selection of 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 products available and you know and i I doesn't
1: even sell tofu does it not? Does it, it not? Doesn't. I know, it does it not. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay,
0: interesting. Um, but mind you, though, some of the stuff you get at supermarkets is a bit dodgy, I would say, yeah. especially the stuff that comes in something that looks like a milk carton. They, that is definitely wrong. <laughs> uh, um but anyway uh we'll, we'll talk about that another day in fact i think there was i think i there was an uncle roger uh video on that very subject i think mm-hmm. but anyway um so i you know i do think that um there's there's not so much variety if you want to if you like cooking and you wanted to make something slightly uh you know exotic you mm-hmm. don't really go to you're probably not going to find everything at Aldi, little whereas you're more likely to find them at the tesco sainsbury's um So I think that they need to um, they need to emphasize that difference. But also, then this is more of a controversial thing, is I wonder whether they should give up some of their floor space and um, get suppliers to come in to demonstrate their products to Mm -hmm. encourage more sales. You know, what wouldn't it be great if you could have like a space and the suppliers would have to. Rent it out for instance so they have to ch- you know they charge some money yeah they go along and then they demonstrate you know some sort of cooking demonstration or some whatever it may be to inspire people to buy things and i think that would be so that would be so good and it would be interesting you know i mean yeah. um you could go there you could see people um You know, maybe giving trying different, different, yeah, yeah, or trying different cheeses. Like, you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, I I have to say, I mean, this is going a bit of an aside, but um, I I used to uh, back back in the day, I used to work at Sainsbury's and I was in the delicatessen, right? And until then, I had had I think some types of cheddar and maybe, uh, um a blue cheese perhaps well, i didn't like it because i thought it's too bad right but working on there and getting introduced to all this different variety i suddenly i you know i developed a liking for all different types of stuff and i mm-hmm. think that if people see it and they've got a chance to try it i think yeah. they're more likely to buy so i mean it could be something that they could do and it's the space that they have that that aldi and lidl stores which take up a much smaller footprint they mm-hmm. don't have so i think they need to think of the advantages they have emphasize those and somehow try to bring those out um and then um and then the other thing as well uh, possibly related to that um i also think and i didn't say this in watson's daily which is why you should always listen to this podcast just in case <laughs> there are more uh, ideas um but i think you know, why not put more resource into try to trying to make things that you can only get at Sainsbury's or Tesco's? Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, there are actually brands that are, for example, quite popular in social media. Like there is this mm. certain protein bar brand that's only sold in Sainsbury's, which really um, drives people, drives consumers to that specific supermarket. Mm. Mm-hmm
0: yeah i mean i think so i think so i mean i think you know what about that because they've all got these you know taste the difference and um whatever i forgot what the other ones are are called now um but you know but you have these ranges they could maybe use those more maybe demonstrate those more and who knows i mean again probably cost cost more but you know do something different every week so when people go in they're like you know oh well this is what are they are doing this week it almost as a cheap entertainment I mean I know yeah. that's kind of scraping the barrel a bit because it's like okay kids there's nothing on tv let's go to the supermarket let's say yeah what a time to be alive I mean my <laughs> parents are taking me to Sainsbury's to, wow. to see the latest uh the latest case uh or curries or whatever um so yeah i mean i, I yeah okay maybe i'm going a little bit over the top there but you know but i just think that it's an interesting if they can make it more interesting more of a, a an event i think that their money would be better spent and like i say, if they actually managed to get suppliers on board to go in to be the face of their their products you know that could um that could help uh, that could help a lot as well um yeah. and so yes we'll we'll see whether whether that is uh uh ever gonna happen. But um but anyway, um I think we'll better leave it there. Um mm-hmm. I will say this is Thursday and I know everyone is always am- amazingly impressed at the fact I know what day it is. <laughs> um uh it's Thursday today that means that today um we will we'll be doing a call if you are a silver or gold um member uh you know better a have a silver or gold membership of Watson's Daily uh and that means that I'll give you a rundown of the week's news how it, how it's developed um, and we'll be discussing a couple of uh topics today so it gives you a chance to actually debate um so the topics today uh are to do with the um war in uh ukraine and uh, you know between ukraine and russia and the other thing was about tui and the travel industry in general so 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 there you go i mean that's what we have got for, for today um thank you very much Adi, for listening um Thank you very much. Um, uh, uh, Thank you very much indeed, Daphne, for um, giving us your thoughts. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow. So many thanks. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.